now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. I've got a dream. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what was just. You actually were synced perfectly with what just happened. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> Your dream stinks. I was talking to her. <laughs> just breathe it all in. It really just smells like the color brown. <laughs> I will t- take a picture of. I'll take a picture of where I am in my view so that I can tweet it. Yeah. Well, do you want to take a picture? Because I won't remember. Do you want to take a picture? Well, that's a different direction than I was going. But, yeah, that's uh, changed. Don't do it for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care where you were going, Polly. This is true, and nor should you. But you know who might care where we're going, or rather where you are? The people that have joined us. Hi, welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney. And with me, Polly, we have Amy, live from the Magic Kingdom. Hi, everyone. I'm here at the Magic Kingdom. The castle show is going on. Olaf just took the stage, and he's waddling around, and he's so adorable. Oh, my gosh. That's I funny. love that's, Olaf. That's awesome. We also have Scott back from the Fantasy Football Butter and Bacon podcast du jour. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing fine. Hello, everyone. And, of course, we have recording engineer extraordinaire Dean. How are you, Dean? I am waddling around, and I like warm hugs. Are you adorable, though? No, that's for you to sell. <laughs> nice. Oh, my gosh. Elsa. <laughs> Elsa's on the stage. Oh, my gosh. Anna, Elsa, and Olaf, you guys. Oh, my gosh. It's Elsa. <laughs> I want the Elena of Avalor welcome show. I don't want this one. That was a little earlier today. Hmm. Speaking of welcome shows, Amy, have you seen one yet? I have not seen a welcome show yet, sir, but I've only been here for... This is only my second full day, so... I'm uh, I'm pacing myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to get everything all done in the first day and then just be bored the rest of your vacation. <laughs> right. Well, let's see. 14 days and there's exactly one welcome show. So yeah, you got time. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've got plenty of time to get things done. Now you're on Irish time. I like it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just like the Irish restaurant Ohana's. Or McDonald's. <laughs> plenty of time. <laughs> Hi, welcome to plenty of time. Well, one of the things that we actually brought Scott on board because he had the idea to be producer for a day. Um, I, he had some really good ideas for the podcast. So, Scott. Yes. What do you got for us? Well, first, I want to thank everyone for having me on today. This is an honor. Well, this is your reward slash punishment for winning the title. Well, thank yeah, you. I wasn't even going to get into that because I'm not <laughs> sure which one it is. Well, well, let's got the side. And in choosing what we could talk about today... Let it go! <laughs> that is fantastic. Wow, that, that, that is perfect timing to me, given my bitterness over not winning the title. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, see if you can grab Olaf for an interview. <laughs> <laughs> but Here comes the big finale. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I wanted to... Uh, choose a topic that we could all discuss on the show today. And one of the things I came up with was the pros and cons of staying in the Epcot resort area at Walt Disney World. 
And I thought of this topic because on my many trips to Disney World over the past several years, I've often stayed in the Epcot Resort area, and I really enjoyed it. Stayed at different hotels there and thought it offers a lot of benefits that other hotels don't necessarily offer. There may be some drawbacks with it, too. So I wanted to pose that topic to you all and get your thoughts on that. Discuss with you today. What do you I'm think, just Elsa? Gonna, I'm going to give Hang Elsa on. some breathing room here. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Let Elsa stretch your lungs and then we'll come. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, too fun. Yeah, no, Sky, I think it's a great topic. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's something that Paulie and, and Amy and I have talked about is we want to dive deep on each of the resorts on their pros and cons. So I like the idea of doing this in the general regional area first. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think the first thing we should do is kind of define what an Epcot area resort is. And as I look at it, uh, I think one of these things is not like the other. But <laughs> I, would def- I would define the Epcot area as being Yacht and Beach Club, the Boardwalk, Swan and Dolphin, and Caribbean Beach Resort. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering, just curious back to you, as you thought of this topic, did Caribbean Beach really cross your mind as part of this conversation? It normally does not enter my mind when I think about the Epcot Resort area. I think about all of the hotels you mentioned except for Caribbean Beach. But technically speaking, Disney does consider it an Epcot area resort. In my mind, though, I think about all those hotels that walk around when you leave Chis, Hot Beach, Swan and Dolphin. That immediate area in my mind is what I think of when it comes to This is going to be the easiest show for me to edit, because I don't have to put any music in. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. Um, A little tidbit about the Caribbean Beach Resort. One night we went there. I wanted to go there and get one of the resort pins from there. This was before they would sell resort pins just at any of the large places where they sell pins like at, at um, Disney Springs where they have the, the pin store and they would have all the resorts there. You used to have to go to each resort to get each resort's pin and so I wanted to get the one for Caribbean Beach. We drove over there at night and it was during Illuminations and Caribbean Beach is literally backing up to um, American Adventure yeah. in, in Italy. It's like right across the street from that and so we went at night at about 9 o'clock, and when we came back out, it was nothing but fog from all the Illuminations fireworks. No. So, <laughs> that's how close you are. So, I mean, it does make sense that it's an Epcot area resort. I think they may... I'm not sure what Old Key West is classified as. Is that classified as an Epcot resort or a Disney Springs area resort? That's a Disney that's considered Springs. considered Springs. All yeah. right, so we will knock that off. But yeah, it, it's Caribbean Beach is very, very, very close. So mm-hmm. as the crow flies, as one said. Well, and I remember um, earlier guidebooks when you know, and this was before a lot of the expansion for the resorts went on. They would have the pictures of Caribbean Beach, and there would be a large, large spaceship Earth looming in the background of the <laughs> photos. It's like they just kind of put a cherry picker up a little bit higher than the, than one of the main buildings and just took a pic. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think really, I think the definition in most people's minds, because of the Crescent Lake expansion, if you can't walk to Epcot, I don't think a lot of people consider it an Epcot resort, but it is right next door. Yeah, I've, um, I've stayed at Caribbean Beach several times, and I like it. I think it's a very nice hotel, but to me, it's not the, 
even though it is right next to Epcot, it's not the same as staying at a boardwalk, let's say, where you could walk out the hotel and five minutes later be in World Showcase. I, I guess that's the main difference between the Caribbean Beach and all these other hotels is that the other hotels you could walk to World Showcase where you can't do that. I think you can't from Caribbean Beach. Right, which really gets into my first pro for this area in general is the walkability or rideability via a very short boat ride to both the studios and Epcot. That is number one, location, location, location. Mm -hmm. How long does it take to walk to the studios from these hotels? Because I've never done it. I've always taken the boat. I've never done it either. The, the rooms we typically would get at the Boardwalk Villas are all the way at the end of the universe, basically, at the studios. <laughs> so, you're, like at, you know, you're like at Fantasmic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, well, no, it's true, though. It just depends on where along right. that you are. Because, mm-hmm. Paulie, what would you say? It's maybe 10, 12 minutes from those, those closest rooms? Yeah, I would say it take, if it at a normal, you know, your quote-unquote normal walking pace, it probably takes 10 minutes to walk the length of the Boardwalk Resort. From where the tennis courts are all the way over to the ESPN ESPN club. Um, so, you know, it, for us, normally it'd be a good, really, 15 minutes. You know, nice, leisurely walk in the morning. Um, yeah, now if you back that, up to, back that up to being at the Yacht Club or over at the Dolphin, and you might be looking at a 20-minute walk. Right. Yeah, 20, 25. Um, you know, it, it really depends. Again, location, location. If you are at the Yacht Club and you're at one of the rooms that are closest to the, to the Dolphin... It's going to take you longer because you are exactly opposite from where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to measure this by distance as well, you can, I think you can go on Google and look up the running slash walking trail map. Um, they have those, I think they're still on the internet for the Crescent Lake area. Just type in maybe Crescent Lake running map and it will show you like the little dots to where the path is. And I think that might be included, maybe. But you can sort of get an idea of how far the walk is in distance. Like me, I'm a very slow walker. So for me, knowing the distance might help me a little more than, than like some people have. I'm a very short person. My dad is a tall person. He has very long strides. He can go a lot farther than I can. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just very slow. So you can possibly look up the distance. I'm very distracted by these fireworks right now. Whoa. <laughs> so am I. Whoa. That's fantastic. That was and now you know what it's like. And now you know what it's like, Amy, when Dean is trying to speak and you are doo-doo-doing background music. <laughs> oh, the payback. The payback. But, yeah, look up, yes. uh, look up the running map on Google, like the Cres- Disney Crescent Lake running map. And that will sort of give you an idea of the distance because it they they tell how long the distance is for the path that you go around, like around the boardwalk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll give you an idea of distance. Yeah, I mean, if I if I had to estimate, I'd say it's probably roughly a mile from the the heart of the boardwalk to the um, security theater for the, for the studios. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to do a smooth Google for the Crescent Lake run. Nice. I'm going to do it. You can take the boats, which is an attraction unto themselves. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I've often enjoyed it. I love those boats. boats. And what I like, too, I mean, you know, since we're talking about location, not just to Epcot and the studios, you are smack dab in the middle of Walt Disney World property. 
So you're basically equidistant also from the Magic Kingdom if you're driving, or from Animal Kingdom. That is indeed true. I wonder if Dean is <laughs> sorry, what I was sorry. say. <laughs> I, I was waiting for someone to speak that. Shall I go on to another reason uh, no. that I came up with well, as a pro? Let me just comment on what uh, Polly just said. Sure. I think I think the equidistant thing is is fair, Polly, but it's um, I think I, I'm never one to say the bus service here is better than the bus service there type thing, mm-hmm. but I think that's one of the things that as you talk about being equidistant, it might benefit that way when you're driving yourself. Yes, uh, but not as much when you're taking a bus. Agree. And I say that because one of the cons of this area, as we're talking about travel to different sorts, is they often combine this area for buses. Yes. So. In the slower periods of time, I've actually seen buses that are yacht beach boardwalk. Yep. You know, so it, when you have to make the multiple stops like that, it definitely slows down that travel to the non-friendship boat accessible parks. Yeah, I, I do. I do definitely agree when it comes to the bus, and I'll I'll even go one further. The bus stops themselves are single station bus stops. So if yes. you're used to going someplace like the All-Stars where you've got a specific, you know, bus port uh, to go to a certain spot, uh, mm-hmm. it can take a while. You'll be sitting there just waiting and waiting and waiting, and there's a lot of people for those three benches. Yeah, I have yeah. a memory of being on a trip, uh, staying at the Dolphin Hotel, and taking a bus to one of the theme parks. It may have been Magic Kingdom. I really don't remember but I do remember that it took at least 40 minutes to get there due to the number of stops. Yeah, that sounds about it. It's, it's almost like, oh, we can just take a bus from D- the then downtown Disney. Yeah, that was when they had three bus stops at downtown Disney. So it sounds good in theory, but 20 minutes later, you still haven't left downtown Disney. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's where the express transportation can possibly come in handy because like after after you've left your resort like you could just you could just hop on like if you're already at um uh, I'm forgetting the park names what's wrong with me like, you're, in the magic, you're in the magic you're in one of I'm them I'm here I'm here you're, you're at one remember. of them so it's only a one in three chance that we got left <laughs> you better know the one you're in <laughs> anyway anyway let me they have ex, they have express park transportation it maybe yes. can help you so that you don't have to like um, do as much walking. I mean, it, it, or at the it, very it least, you can make time. up some time. Yeah. Yes. At the very yes. least, you can make up some time. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if you have Express, and if you're, let's say you're staying at the Beach Club, mm-hmm. does it make sense to walk to the Epcot Express station and bus yourself to Animal Kingdom as opposed to waiting outside your resort? I would say yes. I because think it would. You only have to go through. You already go through security at the less heavily traveled International Gateway already. Mm-hmm. You only have to go through maybe a quarter of the theme park because the pickup is over by Spaceship Earth and uh, the Seas. And then you get on the bus at the designated. Th- Not only that, but I believe there are designated times when the buses arrive, so you can time right. when you enter to go to the bus. You know, availability yeah, it, it, permitting, but yeah. Yeah, it's something to think about. It might change the way you want to travel to and from theme parks. Or pay five bucks and take an Uber. Or pay five bucks and take an Uber. That's true. (laughs) Now, do not leave out Caribbean Beach. Uh, It is also a multi-stop bus stop at that resort. That's within the resort. Yeah. It's just so big. It has a number of stops that you're going to do interior 
at that resort. Yeah, and we typically, uh, the last few times we've stayed, we've stayed at a similar resort to Caribbean Beach over at Disney, uh, Disney Springs, the Saratoga Springs Resort. They also have multiple stops within. We tend to choose where we stay based on whether or not we want to ride the bus in the morning when we're going to the theme park or when we get home. And we actually found it worked out well for us at Congress Park because they'll only make one more stop and then we're on our way. Whereas at night, you kind of don't care if you're on the bus an extra 10 minutes because people are getting off. But yeah, that's that's how we choose. All right, so Scott, how about another pro or con that you had in mind as you think about staying at the Epcot area? Sure, I'll give you another pro. Between Epcot World Showcase and all of the hotels there that are walking distance, you have a tremendous number of restaurant options available to you. Mm-hmm. You have all the places at the boardwalk. Uh, on my most recent trip, I went to the newer Italian place, Trattoria Al Forno, which was very good. Uh, you have the Big River Brewing Company there. You have Beaches and Cream over at the Beach Club. You have all the restaurants at the Swan and Dolphin, which, which are phenomenal, including Blue Zoo at the Dolphin, which is great. Um, and Dean's and- favorite buffet is over there. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, let's see. That would be, no, I don't like Cape May. I don't like Garden Grove. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's no good buffets over there. That might be a con. <laughs> Cape May is not so bad. I mean, Cape May is not so bad, man. It's not Red Lobster. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Cape May is an insult to the actual Cape May. Listen, Listen. don't don't be a Northeast snob, okay? Total Northeast snob. Come on, Let's not start on pizza or bagels, okay? Kentucky seafood. (laughs) Kentucky seafood. Come on, man. Lay off Cape May. I like Cape May. I'm looking at the sandwich. I'm I'm looking at the shoreline of Kentucky. Mm. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) The shoreline. What's wrong with you? What map are you looking at? The shoreline. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Scott, to interrupt. No, no, no. That, I, I was at Cape May years ago, and I have not gone back, so I can't give you a, a recent review of it. We Smart can, move, my friend. Smart we can move. say we've done it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll, I'll live through you here. There you go. And uh, but, but you could really literally spend a night on your Disney World vacation. You could have dinner at the boardwalk, let's say, walk over to World Showcase to get ice cream in France for dessert, or vice versa, have dinner in World Showcase and go get dessert at Beaches and Cream, or... Ample Hills. Ample Ample Hills, yeah. I tried Ample Hills in New York City uh, maybe two months ago. I never had it before. It was phenomenal. It was great, great ice cream. So you have a lot of dining options available, and I wanted to ask all of you what your restaurant experiences have been in the Epcot Resort area. Who start? Help me. Uh, Go ahead, Paul. Gee, um, my my earliest recollections of dining in the Epcot Resort area was in 2005, and we had the first year of the dining plan. So, oh, so so you mean uh, the last time you were here? Right. (laughs) Well, you know, once they started changing the dining plan, there was no reason to go back. That was when appetizer was included, dessert, of course non-alcoholic beverage, entree, and gratuity were all included, and it was $25 per person. Mm-hmm. That was the jam. Oh, man. Wow. So my birthday day, we went to Animal Kingdom and had the buffet at Donald's Restaurantosaurus, breakfast in the morning, 
And then we finished up. It was a Sunday, so I got to watch football at the ESPN Club. And I had, geez, we had nachos, we had buffalo wings, I had a steak, my wife had something, and then I got the Super Bowl Sunday dessert, and it was all on the dining plan. That said, later we went back, also on the dining plan, and at the time of the boardwalk, the hot dog stand was not tied into the program. I don't know if that has since changed. I had to go all the way to the American Adventure to get a hot dog for my daughter. <laughs> they didn't have it at Beaches and Cream. They didn't have a hot dog anyway. I called. Guest relations at Boardwalk called all of the restaurants saying, where can this guest get a hot dog? Turns out, American Adventure. That was a not good experience. <laughs> because I think, you know, part of, part of another thing to do with this area, and we'll get to it in a bit, it is definitely key for relaxation. It's very, there's a lot of options for people that don't just want to run to the theme parks. It tends to be a little bit more on the adult-oriented and less on the kid-oriented, but we'll get to that. Um, dining experiences otherwise, I mean, geez, like you said, all of all of Epcot, all of World Showcase, all of the studios, I mean, the studios have some great dining for uh, table service, a lot of great theming. Then you have the other resort uh, restaurants like you noticed. I mean, just yeah, there's options galore, but that's my, my experience. Dean? Uh, I'd go even so far as to say, not only is it some of the best dining, you have the best variety of dining in this area. Mm-hmm. If you want the best steak on property, you, you could have two choices. You want Yachtsman or Shula's. You want the best seafood on property, go over to Luzu. If you want the best ice cream on property, like you mentioned, France, Ample Hills, Beaches and Cream, and even the fountain over at the Dolphin, you know, four of the best little dessert options right there. I mean, it, I don't. other than maybe my noted, uh, I don't really like any of the buffets in the area. Uh, I think you have fantastic dining, and you don't even have to leave the boardwalk proper. And that's not counting beer garden in that for buffets. Just so ah, beer. There you go. That is the best buffet and it, in the boardwalk area, and it's beer garden. I agree with that. It's the farthest one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you need after eating beer garden. I think you need that walk back to your resort. <laughs> my brother just went there and loved it. And, and Dean, you mentioned a restaurant which I didn't mention, which is one of my favorites at Disney World, which is the Yachtsman. Unbelievable. Great restaurant in the Epcot yeah. area. It's interesting. I think if you take, I'm going to leave Swan and Dolphin out of it because I think they actually are a really good, all-encompassing by themselves dining options. Mm-hmm. I don't think if you stay just at Beach Club, just at Boardwalk, or just at Yacht Club, you're as pleased with your dining options. But given that they're all so close to each other, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to stroll amongst them, I think the dining options are pretty much unparalleled. Yeah, can't beat it. The uh you know, the Magic Kingdom Resort area, the Poly Contemporary, Grand Floridian, they have dining options. But I, I think the sheer number of restaurants in the Epcot Resort area exceeds what's at the Magic Kingdom area in terms of the resorts. And, uh, there's very good variety, both on the meals and on desserts, too. Several places you could go to for dessert. If you want a quick breakfast, you could go to the bakery over at the Boardwalk or get a pastry in France. And you have good options there. Absolutely. Amy, you have any uh, Boardwalk destinations in your coming week or so at, while you're on vacation? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to go hit up the um, Beaches and Cream, which is one of my absolute all-time favorites. They have, I mean, I'd say that's probably where you could get a hot dog for your kid, Paul. They might, they might have it there. Um, love Beaches and Cream. And then also at the studios, I know that this isn't really the 
resort era, but you guys mentioned that pot sort of counted. So over at the studios, um, my mom and I always like to eat at Hollywood and Vine. And mm-hmm. right now it's going to be uh, Minnie's Hollywood Dine, I believe is the name of it. So they're all going to be um, the Fab Five, like Mickey Minnie, Donald. I think maybe Daisy's going to be there. Goofy. They're all going to be dressed up like they're going to a big Hollywood premiere. So mom and I are going to do that at some point. Um, and also ESPN Club. If you like sports at all, ESPN Club is wonderful. My dad goes there at least once a trip and will watch a University of Kentucky basketball game. And I think they have a deal on game days, like where you can come in and watch a game and you have to spend a certain amount. And so you can, uh, you know, so that you can sit there the entire time and watch the game. They want you to spend a certain amount. Or I think that they've also done deals where you just pay up front um, on, on really, really packed game days. But, uh, yeah, ESPN Club is wonderful. They've got a lot of memorabilia on the walls that you can look at. And they've actually redone their menu, I think, within the last year. So their menu, their menu has been changed a lot. If you've eaten there before and not been crazy about it, you may want to take another look at that. I think they redid their kitchen. Um, I know that they were doing some some things over there at ESPN Club. So uh, I love ESPN Club, of course, because I love the basketball. <laughs> you, you're, you're spot on about the new menu because I was actually there when that kitchen was being redone, mm-hmm. and they ha- they had a very limited menu, and then they rolled out rolled out the new menu. Some folks might say it turned a little bit too upscale for a sports bar place, but I think a lot of the the favorites are still on there. And I mean, you go in there, get some booyah chili, and watch a game. That's a good day. Absolutely, I love ESPN Club. Um, I'm looking forward to trying Ample Hills. I love, who doesn't love ice cream? So. Um, I guess lactose intolerant folks don't love ice cream. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But besides them, I, I love ice cream, so I want to go there. I just There's a lot of sort of changed or new things in the boardwalk area that I haven't tried. I think the menu has changed a little bit at, uh, at Beaches and Cream, so I'm going to check that out. But yeah, well, I, Flying I, Fish I, changed too, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, Flying Fish is changing, and they have the new... Um, I'm probably not going to go there, but they have the new Abracadabar over there. Yes. Um, that's new. I'm probably not going to go there because I don't drink alcohol. And they're, yeah, they don't that really have, wouldn't make sense. Yeah, they don't really have much as far as, like, appetizers. that I can, Like, if I wanted to just go get a snack and experience the lounge, they don't really have much as far as, as snacks. So I'm probably not going to go there. But, uh, yeah, there, there's also things at the Swan and Dolphin. Um Oh, what's the name of the buffet that's there? Oh, is it is it Peekaboo? Yes, yeah, Peekaboo. I think I think it's twenty four hours. It is twenty four. It's one of the few that you can actually get food twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. and then then they have the um, they have sort of like a a um, an ice cream sort of place, and I can never remember the name of that either. But the they, the fountain, which the also fountain, has a yes. hot quality. Nice. Yes, it's, they say it. They say it's sort of like. Cape May in a way, like you can go and get like milkshakes and stuff like that. I've always wanted the to... Fa- t- the fountain is like beaches and cream, but it's actually good. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Hot takes. That's savage, Dean. You're savage. <laughs> You're savage. But yeah, I, I love that area. I love the Epcot Resorts area. Actually, it's, it's an interesting point. You talk about the 24 hours because, and you know, depending on when this podcast is heard, if you're there during the summertime, Epcot's open until midnight. Extra magic hours sometimes push that till 2. You walk back to your resort, you might just need something to eat. You're not planning on getting up early in the morning the next day. 
where are you going to get something to eat at mm-hmm. two in the morning without going to like Disney Springs? There's your answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there aren't too many places on property that are open that late, so it's nice to have one available. Yeah, you can go to a gift store and maybe get a, a snack item, but Peekaboo runs, they don't run full kitchen all night, but they run enough that you can get something more than just a bag of chips or a candy bar. And mm-hmm. does it look inviting? It's not like when you walk in the gift shop and half the lights are turned off. <laughs> all the display <laughs> cases are shut down. They're annoying. They've the got the... Oh, in there? Yeah, they've, they've got the, uh, the, secu- the lead line security bag over the plush. You walk in and you're you're not sure if they're open or not. Right. <laughs> Cast member looks at you. Yes. Why are you here? <laughs> what exactly? Do you, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so Amy actually touched on something I was going to bring up, and I think it's on the pro list because I think they've done a good job adding to the offerings. But that's the the bar and lounge area uh, at the Epcot Resort area. Oh, you know, something yeah. like Abracadabra reopening, and you know mock Atlantic Dance Hall, but at least it's there. Um, and they've been doing karaoke. theme dance nights lately. So, right. you know, you that, that's kind karaoke of... Karaoke over at Kimono's. Yep. You know, there, there's a handful of options. Meisner's. You have Meisner's. Yeah, Cruise Cup. And, and this yeah, store... I was going to say Cruise Cup. People say Cruise Cup is excellent over Cruise there at the Cup's Yacht Club. Nice. Yes, it's a good idea to go there for a drink or something before you have dinner at the Yachtsman Steakhouse. It's right next door. Yes. Uh, and... You can even get an appetizer, too. If you don't have an ADR and you're kind of just <laughs> waiting for that walk-up, yeah, If they, they do happen. Um, but, yeah, just, just go right over there. And if you ask nicely, it. you can order off the menu, and they'll just bring you the yes. food. Yes. But I definitely saw many adults when I was on my most recent trip, which was September of last year, going to the bars in the area. It was not as hopping as Disney Springs is, but it does give you many options there. And I think they're going to be doing stuff. I've heard rumors, maybe it's been confirmed, with the Atlantic Dance Hall. I think they're going to be using it for more nights than before. I'm not sure what it's going to be exactly, but I think they're going to be doing something with it. Because that's a good space, the Atlantic Dance Hall. I went there, I think back in the 90s when I stayed at the Yacht and Beach Club. That was They had events there every night, and a good amount of people went. Uh, but it's not been the same since then. It's rarely used except for maybe some corporate functions and when Disney has special evenings. Uh, yeah, we, the, haven't, the, we haven't mentioned Jelly Rolls yet, have we? Jelly the Rolls. No. Piano bar? Oh, Jelly Rolls is fantastic. I've now, never... And, and right. Before that, just the, the last time that I was in Atlantic Dance when we stayed at Boardwalk, that was the location of the DVC member Mix and Mingle, and that was it. Now, Paul, what do you say they're doing now? They have uh, themed dance nights? Yeah, they have been having some themed dance nights, It's uh, and I b- believe there's no cover either. So basically you would go in, and I don't have all the details. Um, I, I, you know, it's just something that popped into my head. Um, but it was very well received from Disney Twitter, which is unusual. Oh. Something. <laughs> uh, but it, I think it was more the point there wasn't a cover charge. You know, They weren't charging you 5 or $10 just to get in the door. Um, you could just go, you could just, you could listen to some music, you could dance if you wanted. Um, I think they had 80s night, you know, so it wasn't all necessarily swing dancing and, you know, going back to the actual theme of the resort, but they right. would have it where you would know in advance what you're getting into. You're not going to show up expecting swing dancing and show up all dapper day and then they're playing Madonna's Like a Prayer. <laughs> Paulie's voice can take you there. Just like a muse to me. He is a mystery. <laughs> oh my god. Amy is a dream. <laughs> she is not what she seems. 
Amy, do me a favor and broadcast this on the Magic Kingdom sound system. So everybody... <laughs> well, no, if you're going to do that, we're going to sing it. Yes. <laughs> Just like me singing Dawabar in Dawabar. Uh, that's down in Africa, in case you hadn't heard. It is. And uh, shout out to Ben Bowers, who would like to murder Amy right now for being alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wow, think that's what he said this, exactly. This seems kind uh, of violent. I'm not I, sure. I'm pretty sure I... it says, I'm so jealous I could murder you. So but that's exactly what he said. He said he could. Oh. He said he could. <laughs> I'm he not he would. sure I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, but Amy, if you heard it in his accent, um, it would be all good. Oh, yeah, that's Ann, That's Annie from Community. Oh, I miss <laughs> Annie. I miss Community. Oh, I miss that show so much. Wow. Oh, Annie, I miss her. Um, well, see, Atlantic to me has always just been the place where they hosted the college football awards show. <laughs> <laughs> they used to do that there, so I'm not sure they still do. But now, interestingly, with the Pro Bowl being in Orlando, are they going to do like the Pro Bowl awards over there too? Maybe. Just totally random. All right, guys, get in the car. We're driving half an hour. I'm going to Disney. <laughs> Odell Beckham will hang out there Pro Bowl weekend. There's oh, no boat. The, There's no boat. Yeah, he'll, he'll be on the friendship boats up and down the water. <laughs> with, with his no shirt and Timberlands. Are you sure? Are you sure he's not going to rent the Grand One, the yacht, mm. and just be on on the front of it on the yacht? Yeah. And Over since, there on the- since Breathless is no longer available, or the oh, Breathless yeah. too. I saw that once, and they were like doing like water donuts. Yeah. Like going really fast doing the water donuts, and the people seemed like they were kind of scared that we're in there, kind of screaming. <laughs> so I thought, wow, maybe maybe knock it off a little bit with the water donuts if your if your guests are screaming. Maybe the knock cast it member off. gets paid either way. <laughs> <laughs> but you left with three passengers. Oh, well, oh, well, there were five. <laughs> right. They, they came back with two. The other one was Derek Rose. <laughs> <laughs> MAGA. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dean. How you slay me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can't can't make this stuff up. You can't. You absolutely Real life is funnier than fiction. Uh, Real life is incredible. Between him and Rajon Rondo, like the fact that they benched him on his bobblehead night in Chicago... (laughs) <laughs> like how? Well, how they wanted to make sure that, that the ping audience got to see him act like a bobblehead sitting on the sitting on the bench. Oh my goodness! Oh. Well, one of the things we we did touch on, and Dean, you actually touched on it too, with the refurb of the ESPN Zone, ESPN Club. I keep doing that. ESPN Zone was in New York, um, and I love that to watch March Madness. Anyway, I love that for the NFL draft. That too. Um, and I would go there for the Big East tournament too, because we would only pay for some sessions, and then we'd walk over to ESPN and watch there. Anyway, with the reformulation of the ESPN club into being a little bit more, you know, contemporary, a little bit more upscale, quote unquote, I think that's something that might be a con. Is that this whole area has been described by some, not me, to be a little stuffy. Um, particularly thinking of the Yacht and Beach Club area and much more of the Yacht Club. Definitely not Caribbean Beach. I don't think anybody describes Caribbean Beach as stuffy. Um, But, you know, some people (laughs) say that, you know, Boardwalk is just big and cold. Um, You know, I've heard people 
describe the actual buildings of the Swan and Dolphin as architectural puke. Um, I don't agree. <laughs> I, 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 I like I like those types of buildings. I mean, you know, it reminds me of the you know the Team Disney building is uh, by the same architect. Right. So, you know, what, what do you guys think of that? I mean, I, I've heard it being said as a con, but what do you guys think of it? I'd say that I think the, the better word I might use there is some pe- people might not think the entire area is, is accessible to everybody. Hmm. You know, I think the Swan and Dolphin come off as convention hotels first. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people will rule them out strictly because they're not owned and operated by Walt Disney World. And some people think, stay there specifically because they're not owned and operated by Walt Disney World. Exactly. I do think people think the Yacht Club is stuffy. And I think the boardwalk, because the most time that you see it, it's really on the boardwalk side. Yeah. The actual resort itself is sort of hidden behind that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think people don't feel as welcome to walk through that lobby, to walk through those hallways, get through that area. So I can see it feeling not accessible. I'm not sure about the stuffy part. You know, I mean, the Yacht Club is attached to the Beach Club, Beach Club and they have probably the best pool on property yep. so oh yeah you certainly want your kids there they are going to be running around and having fun and people are happy and upbeat and great cast members everywhere so i don't i don't get the stuffy feel there but i could see maybe the accessibility yeah. i've never i've never felt that it was stuffy anytime i've ever been to that area i've never felt that way i i have felt that way at, at granny flows at the grand floridian i i don't feel as comfortable there i mean that, that's probably the place i feel the least comfortable as far as when i walk in do i feel like i'm welcome i've never felt that way at the boardwalk or, or the beach club i haven't spent very much time at the yacht club i i can barely even remember what their lobby looks like so i, I can't speak like to the, the beach club, club but more gray yeah. and blue but gray okay. instead of blue <laughs> okay but at Beach Club, it, Beach Club has always just felt like a down home, you know, kind of a homey kind of place, like just just like a cottage on the beach. It's never felt like anything that that fancy to me. I've never felt like it's it's too rich for my blood or anything like that over there. Um, so you don't the, feel like the, Dean is judging your seafood choices? Only <laughs> only when we record the podcast do I feel that way. And then hey, I. If you're- if you're tweeting uh, Cape May Cafe photos later this week from the uh, podcast account, I, I might go in and delete them. <laughs> the nerve of you, sir. You should have thought of that when you invited me to be on the show, sir. <laughs> that was the best decision should have had the made. foresight. Oh, my gosh. But, oh, Scott, but yeah. what do you think? Nope, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I was done. I'm good. Well, I was just going to say that I don't personally think the area is stuffy, but one of the things I did have on my con list for the Epcot Resort area is that all of the hotels that are immediately around Crescent Lake, which are all the hotels we've talked about except for the Caribbean Beach, they're all deluxe. And Mm price-wise may not be available to many visitors. Now, the Swan and Dolphin are less expensive hotels, and you could really, you could almost pay as the same price for the Dolphin, let's say, as you pay for a moderate hotel elsewhere in property. They have good deals available and certain discount rates if you're a teacher, for example. I know mm. teachers get discounted rates there. But certainly the cost of staying at the Yacht and Beach Club and the Boardwalk is cost prohibitive for many visitors. So a con is that it's not the place that many people will be able to afford to stay. But I don't get a stuffy feel when I'm there. 
compared to some other places. Yep, and that is a good point. You know, the uh, accessibility, and you know, we did talk uh, talk about that a little bit, Dean, um, a little earlier. And you can ask that kid, Amy, what they think. <laughs> but um, wait, is that Amy's waving. kid or Amy as a kid? <laughs> I've been waving to him for the last two minutes. He's got a little um, light up. Um, it's sort of like a lightsaber, only it's not. And he won't it's hand like, it over to you, will he? He's like he's waving it, and I'm waving back at him. He's really cute. But um, that's. Awesome, but what I was gonna, yeah, what I was gonna say is because the Swan and Dolphin are not owned by Disney and they are part of the Starwood, uh, now the, I guess the Marriott conglomeration of hotels, there are people that can stay there on points. If you're a member of those of that, um, you know, travel club, those hotel kind of reward systems, you can stay there for a discounted rate if you're a teacher, if you work for a hospital. If you're a, um, I think, service member as well, but I think you get a better deal over at Shades of Green. Um, there are ways to stay and pay less um, while you are staying at the Swan and the Dolphin. Dean, you mentioned it too. It is a convention hotel. However, the convention areas are so far removed from the main walkway path, I don't think I remember seeing... Yeah! I don't think I remember seeing conventioneers as much as I have, say, over at uh, the Contemporary Resort. Is that uh, been your I, I experience? Would, yeah, I would. I would agree with that. The uh, the convention space, like you said, it's kind of off a different wing in the in the Dolphin. Yeah. Uh, the thing that you'll get is the lobby bar is pretty well frequented in the <laughs> evenings. Yes. At the Dolphin, and so that's where the convention folk kind of spill into crossing over with the vacation folks. Right. But again, I, I've never had a problem, and there's a plenty of convention space on property. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's it's not like this is something that's unique to the Swan and Dolphin. It's actually more and plentiful than you think. It really is. And, and to me, uh, when I'm in my shorts and T-shirt heading out to a theme park for the day, and they're all in shirts and ties, it actually makes my vacation feel better. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fine with the convention folks around me. Exactly. And they're wearing name tags, and they're you know drinking their Tangerine tonics or whatever. They're trying not to embarrass themselves. And another thing I'll just point out is that back in 2013, I stayed at the Dolphin. It was the third time I stayed there. And we got a great room which overlooked Crescent Lake into Epcot. You could see World Showcase from my hotel room. Mm. And mm. greatest Disney trip memories I've ever had. And it didn't matter whether or not the hotel was owned by Disney World. Because... Right. It, it still has that Disney feel. The gift shop has Disney merchandise there. I would encourage all of our listeners to be open to staying there because you could get the amenities available to a deluxe resort for moderate resort prices. So it's something. And that, I got to tell you, great pools. Great, great pools. Great pools. Scott, do you remember? Were you in one of the turret rooms? Um, I don't think so, but I really don't know. I don't. Those, yeah, those, that's a great space that they have up there. And like you said, they overlook the theme park. You, know, you you guys just jumped on the next pro on my list, which I think the pools in this area are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Storm Along Bay. But the, clown. the creepy clown pool the clown. <laughs> and the Swan Dolphin main pool, a feature pool, are both fantastic water areas. Yes, yeah, that was on my list, best, too. For best pool on property. Yeah. Say again, Paul? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Yacht and Beach has the hands-down best pool on property. Yeah. No, I'd say no doubt. Also, one of the best game rooms right off the pool. <laughs> at the Dean, game room. 
As opposed to the boardwalk, which has possibly the worst game room on property. <laughs> which I find embarrassing because to me, one of the aspects of going to a boardwalk vacation is the arcade. That's, so. Yeah, considering, you know, we live on the Jersey Shore. My daughter's going to a birthday party that is taking place at the arcade museum on the boardwalk. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. But, Dean, you make a great point with the pools. That was on my list. And between the Yacht and Beach Club and the, the Dolphin and Swan pools, they are tremendous. Um, and if they're enjoyable for both adults and kids. So it's that's a strong point and a positive to staying in the Epcot Resort area for sure. And Caribbean Beach has some really great. The main pool there is great, and I've gone to the quiet pools there as well. It's nice. It's relaxing. It's less busy. So you have good options there. Well, I was going to ask because I haven't been to Caribbean Beach. I mean, I, I would think that that would be a large part of the theming too to incorporate the pools because that becomes the that turquoise water to give you that feeling that you're in the Caribbean. Yeah, it was. I was there on a spring break trip, and it, the the main pool was packed it was a little too chaotic but the smaller pools were great spring break in the caribbean hmm yeah <laughs> that's never been done <laughs> no i'd echo that the pools are really nice but you know as we've talked about it's a it's an enormous resort so that crowd can really overtake the uh the pools at times so you may not be able to get into the future pool if you want but like scott said go to the, some of the quieter pools and you'll get plenty of pool time and not have a problem finding a chair yeah that's neat now, I'd say a con, and this is, again, another gross generalization, but if you have little kids and you really want to focus your trip on the Magic Kingdom, mm. this probably isn't the place for you. Mm-mm. You know, there's not a lot of whimsy in the area, as you might get at some of the other resorts. Ah, the clown is really whimsical. That clown is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> he's spitting children into a pool. It's yes. really kind of weird. Well, at least he's spitting them out. <laughs> That's a good point. It's better than if sliding it, down um, the slide into the clown mouth. <laughs> but then if, you this get were, free, if this were a tweet, I would write CC colon at Nick Waymania to make sure and that he heard this Disney. portion. Yes. 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 Nick, will, Nick will hear this sometime in 2018. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if, if your focus is really on a Magic Kingdom-centric trip, this probably isn't the best place to stay, because as we mentioned, the bus service, not the best in, in the area, and uh, obviously not within walking distance like the uh, monorail resorts would be. Right. No, and particularly with younger children, because, I mean, and if you have a park hopper, I have recommended for people that have um, stayed at the beach club to walk through Epcot to take the monorail. And they're like, really? I said, if you time it, it will take less time. It really will. And it's nuts, but it does. All right, so overall, any final thoughts as we think about the Epcot Resort area pros and cons? Amy, anything left on your mental list of pro or con for this region? Oh, we cannot forget the Surrey bikes around (gasps) Crescent Lake. Yes. You got to get on the Surrey bike, pedal it around. You got to be ready to ring that bell, let everybody know that you're coming. Coming in hot, as Polly says. <laughs> Coming in hot, make sure everyone is pedaling, Amy. Make sure that pick you're up your, dressed appropriately. Pick up your feet when you're going up the hill. Yes, make sure <laughs> that you are dressed appropriately. Bill Walton as a Uncle Sam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ringing the bell, being big and goofy. But yes, yeah, Surrey bikes are fantastic in this area. And, and it, you have a lot of space to ride them, which is great. Mm-hmm. You can do the Illuminations Cruises. From the mm. Crescent Lake Resorts, those are, uh, of course, an upcharge offering. But they do birthday cruises. They do just the 
popular cruises. You can have food served to you. It's like it's like a pontoon boat that they sail out there, and they actually sail into Epcot, into the water there for a private viewing of Illuminations. I've never done it, but it seems fantastic. Um, you can view fireworks from two different parks in yeah. locations on the walkways. You can view um, uh, the Hollywood Studios fireworks. If you go, like, if you walk until you go, you know, under the overpass, and it, you don't have to go too much farther to where you're, you're sort of, like, if you look straight ahead, you would be looking at Fantasmic. I think that's probably a pretty good vantage point for the fireworks that would come up for, like, the Star Wars show from behind the... Um, from the Chinese theater, that would probably be a pretty good vantage point for that. I know a lot of people on Disney Twitter will take pictures outside of the park so that they can get a wider view of all of the fireworks coming up. Um, and yeah, if, if you're on like around the boardwalk or even on the other side, like in front of the uh, in front of the yacht club, you can see illuminations really well from back there. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I just love that area, man. I haven't stayed in that area in so long, but there's so many little things that you don't think of. That when you get there or when you've, when you've been away for a while and you go over there, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I've missed this over here. Just all the little things. How about you, yep. Scott? Anything left on your pro or con list? There was one thing I had left, which is that for those of you who are into photography, and mm-hmm. in particular Disney World photography, it to me is one of the most photogenic areas on Disney World property. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there during the daytime and taking great photos. And then particularly at dusk when the sun is partially gone and the lights go on at the various hotels, you could take some really terrific photos uh, of the lake, of the hotels in the area. So if you're into photography, I encourage you to check out the Epcot Resort area. But other than that, we pretty much covered everything on my list. Yeah, and I can echo that photography one. One of the things that I like to do, no matter where I'm staying, is get up basically at sunrise and walk walk around the resort, uh, waiting for the rest of my family to get ready. And one of my favorite pictures of all of Walt Disney World to take is a shot of the boardwalk with the lights still on and the sun is coming up behind it. I love that shot. It it just it it to me is the epitome of Walt Disney World theming because yes. I am transported back home. Wait, no, that's not right. I am transported to the boardwalk. <laughs> I'm no longer in Central Florida. I'm back in New Jersey. Wait, no. So when you get a picture of the dolphin, it looks just like your house. <laughs> yes, if you squint hard enough. <laughs> It looks Pointy like at the top, up. right? Yeah. A big mm-hmm. green and terracotta triangle. With big banana leaves on the side. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You know, one thing we didn't mention is, and I think they still do this, Paulie, they have the watercraft rental there? Yes. I think I'd prefer it at, uh, at Seven Seas Lagoon. Yes. But if you want to get out in a watercraft, that is another amenity that's available. Be careful of the friendship boats. They have right away, but um, you know, it's just another... <laughs> and they'll let you know. Have. They sure <laughs> will. They will beep those horns, no doubt. I've done that, um, and That's a great, great point. I've done that at both Crescent Lake and Seven Seas. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And the last thing, and it kind of circles back to our first conversation, um, the running trails that are available. So this is a great area if you are someone who likes to get up and go running. This is actually where you'll see a lot of conventioners, too. They'll get up and do their exercises in the morning. So, Amy got a hold of the uh, running trails here, and they have anything from, say, three quarters of a mile mapped out all the way up to two and a half. So, yeah. 
it's not hard if you're someone who wants to get up and do you know two three five mile run in the morning it's pretty easily mapped out for you and you get taken all those sites and probably during a very quiet time of day why and i gotta tell you if you're gonna run, tear off a five mile run to only have to do a loop twice that's pretty good on Walt Disney World property without going onto a highway. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Boy, I got to tell you, just hearing this background, Amy in park recording this, Scott joining us, Dean as always, this truly is the good stuff. This is the good stuff. This has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast. And please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. We don't have these kind of problems. I apologize. No. This is oh, uh, okay. this is this is unique. Maybe, maybe he's we're getting him. It looks like it. Come on, Paul. What is going on, Paul? I'm going to shoot you. Oh, we can get Amy on the call. Let's see. Add the group call. Oh, what was that? I heard a noise. Amy, is is it on? Or she's connected? She's trying. See, I got a missed call from Paul. Yeah, he was... I'm not sure why he's trying to dial in, because he knows that I'm the one recording, so I have to initiate this. This is fun drama right here. What is this? Go away. No, I don't want to... You know what? I think the two of them are talking to each other on, on Skype right now, which is hysterical. <laughs> Add to group call. There he is. Yes. Amy is also online. We were having a discussion. Because haters going to hate. And Baker's going to bake. I was rooting for Clemson because they were orange, and I'm a fan of the Syracuse orange. Hello. Uh-oh. Yay. MVP in the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> can, you, can you hear me okay? Yes. Can you hear me now? Okay, great. Yeah, this is... Do I need do I need to speak any louder? I'm trying to speak a little quieter because there's people sitting around here. Nah, people uh, people should be used to the podcasters in the park by now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for winning. Thank you for oh. playing. Thanks Play again on the shows. You better be back next year. Yes, I'll be playing. Play, defend your title. Scott's Cruiser's going for two consecutive titles. <laughs> And I'll be, I'll be back to heckle all of you. <laughs> you're having a team next year, Amy. I don't know if we told you that yet. I'm, yeah, the you're not, No, you're not going to laugh No, you are going to be the Clevelier Cleatfoots. The There's Clevelier, no question. The, <laughs> the, the Cleveshmere Cleveliers. Cleveliers. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, you guys, I'm not going to be lassoed into your cleat foot antics. I'm sorry. We have nine months to birth your team. It's going to happen. <laughs> now I'm watching um, move it, shake it. Celebrate, Celebrate it, it. work it, twerk it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know the name what of it anymore. It? it has so many different <laughs> names. It has, it's like the name has changed like three times. But Amy, it, they're here to celebrate you. They're here to celebrate me recording the podcast live from the Magic Kingdom. I've been coming here since I was like three years old. And so it's like 20 years now. Yeah, I've been, okay, I've been coming here for so long, and there are so many things that She's I've been coming here since done. Animal Kingdom was new. <laughs> I was born in Animal Kingdom in, in oh, the yes, barn. Yes, and that's, that's what happened. Your mom held you up. <laughs> and she fed you a slice of pizza. she fed you a slice of pizza. <laughs> I've this is my second viewing of uh, work it twerk it Stella work it whatever we want to call it I, this is my second viewing of this work so, it um, twerk it Cinderella work it you need a bacon bit live drive through the TTA Oh, man. Oh, I could probably do that in a few minutes because I have been at the Tomorrowland Terrace this whole time. So, And that's right around the corner. So I could probably go do that. Is it that. open? It can't be open. What? No, the Tomorrowland the terrace. terrace? No, it's not open.